0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 107 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, I'm recapping my experience of my fifth consecutive LA Marathon. I'll explain the chaos of the morning, experiences along the way, and even make a special announcement. All coming up right now on Holding Court.
1: Boom. <speaking in Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> Did you ever
0: think you would hear the words five-time LA Marathon finisher?
1: After your name? <laughs> <laughs> no, after your name. <laughs> well, I definitely know for a fact that that won't ever come after my name.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't put limitations on yourself. But no, I was talking about me. Did you ever think you would see the day?
1: Well, I did not. <laughs> I'll tell after you... The first year when you ran the half and then the next year you ran the full, I was kind of like, I kind of always wondered like, okay, she did it. She checked that box. Like, what does it look like and how long does that, does it go on for? You know <laughs> when, what I mean? Will she ever stop? No, but I was seriously, I was like, oh, like maybe she's going to run it every year for the next 20 years. Like, I didn't know what your actual like goals were.
0: Yeah, I ask myself that to what end all the time. Right. And I think when you get asked right after you're finished or even I would say the runner's high and that good mood you get for a couple days after and then you kind of get a little down after that, there's kind of wave that you have to ride. I think if you ask someone right after they're done or in the few days after, they will say they can't wait to do it again. And it felt so good. And it was a wonderful experience. But yeah, I don't know. I went, if you've listened to the podcast, my very, very first episode in 2020 was actually about the marathon experience and my journey getting into running. And it kind of just happened on accident, I guess. If I don't know, people will say it probably wasn't an accident, it was meant to be. But Growing up I was not a distance runner. I was a sprinter. I did hurdles. I was a pole vaulter in high school. I am challenged by the thought of a mile running longer than 10-15 minutes was hard for me. It's still hard for me. I don't have that natural ability to wake up in the morning and run five miles. Like you've had friends or coaches that'll wake up and just run and that's wonderful. That's not me. It's I've I love workout classes. I love going hiking. All of that, but it was not my thing and we had an opportunity to be an official charity partner of the LA Marathon. I think this was 2018 and I started getting a team of runners together that would be fundraising for the Justin Turner Foundation and I signed up there's a 5K the day before. At Dodger Stadium, I signed up, I made my fundraising page, and I thought, okay, that'll be how I join the team. And then people were donating and saying, "You're gonna crush the charity half marathon," which was the charity aspect of the marathon. And I felt like fraud, so I decided with two and a half weeks to go, I would run the half marathon. And I did it slowly but surely. I think I ran the entire thing. I don't think I stopped, but still a very slow pace. And I thought, okay it seems more realistic to just do two of these and then actually fully commit for the foundation. So kind of happened by accident, but it's been awesome. The running community is incredible and I think it can be intimidating and going to a running club, you show up and you think, oh my gosh, all these people, you know, already have their groups and their, their paces and you know, where do I fit in? But that wasn't my experience at all. Once I dove in and you'll find your pace group, you'll find what works for you. And there is such a range of people finishing. I mean, I consider myself a slow marathon runner, and then I always look at my ranking and I'm always middle of the pack. So if you are intimidated by the marathon experience or running or doing anything along those lines, I always say to dive in for sure.
1: Yeah, I think I'm not a runner and I'm not running with any of these people, but I have gotten to know a lot of people through you in the running community. And I got to say like, it's a fantastic group of people, um, super supportive, super positive, super high energy, and they just love bringing more people into their group. So if it's something you're thinking about, um, don't let that be a a deterrent to you. Uh, cause everyone in the running community is so, so awesome. So
0: I think, you know, naturally I'm not really afraid of like, I'll go to workout classes on my own. And I know some people are kind of intimidated by that idea, but yeah, the community is great. And like I spoke with Elizabeth on last week's episode, um, everyone has their reason for running or, or doing what they're doing. And I think, Everyone kind of comes together and it's just positive and supportive. And uh, maybe people have fitness goals or they just want to find that community or they're doing it for a charity or whatever it may be. Um, You know, I've only had positive experiences with the people I've met along the way. And you definitely need those people that have been there before, have run marathons before, because I remember my first marathon, I was so intimidated and you really don't know what goes into it. You think, okay, you do the training. That's like barely half of running a marathon. There's so much. And I, everyone that says, oh, I'm doing my first marathon and it is so much work. And I always say it is a f- part-time job without hesitation because yeah, you're doing your runs. And if you follow a typical marathon schedule, you're running Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, And your longer run is on Saturday, but then you have your cross training, getting everything ready, figuring out your fuel, what you're, you know, putting in your body before shoes that work for you, which I'm always the person that second guesses their shoes and wants to change them the night before. But, you know, figuring out what stuff you want to wear and even just leading up to the race and getting all that going. It is a full commitment. So. I didn't even think I realized that when I first dove into it, but it's a lot of fun. But I will say the prep leading up to race day is a fun part when you get to like lay all of your stuff out and see everything mm-hmm. and and pick everything. But it is, yeah, people that you know are parents and and work full time and all of that. Like I've had a hard time training this year just with our schedule, and we were back in Indiana in uh, December for a month, I think. And, you know, obviously it was negative seven some days there and not ideal running conditions <laughs> and then, you know, our golf tournament and all that and trying to fit in the training. And uh it really, really does take so much to to get ready, even if you're slow and steady like me.
1: I think you're really trying to scare people off now.
0: What? Why? No. <laughs> I did it. Look at me. I moved across the country no. and I Still did it and finished. No, but
1: it is a a lot. I think a a lot more goes into it than people realize. I don't know. People might think you just show up on race day and go out and try to run 26.2 miles, but... It felt
0: kind of like I did that this year. I'm not going to lie to you. It felt like this was the least prepared I've ever felt for a race just because of our schedule. Yeah. I think in the past, I was we're maybe more in one place or I was just more diligent with my training this year I couldn't fully get there mentally and you know you kind of a lot of the runs I felt like I was just going through the motions and checking them off uh I don't know for whatever reason maybe I was burnt out from it a little bit this year but uh yeah it's uh it's a lot
1: well the hard part too is like Figuring out whether you're going to run on a treadmill, whether you're going to run outside. And obviously it's always better to get outside and run. Yeah. But sometimes you're just like, man, you're like, I have to get a run in. I'm just going to go. We have a treadmill in our upstairs and you're like, I'm just going to go knock out like six miles real quick on the treadmill. Which
0: running on the treadmill is so different. Right. And sometimes I'm running on a treadmill at a gym if we're traveling and it's doesn't feel great on your body. (laughs) And it's not ideal, but they always say to mimic, you know, the closest to race day as you're going to be. And so I think the treadmill is probably not ideal, but it's, I mean, you're still getting in those miles for sure, but I would be running at night because we'd be so busy or we'd be like, honestly, the Rose Bowl half, when we finished our RV trip, I did that the next day. So we're sleeping in an RV leading up to that probably wasn't prepared or fueling my body properly. (laughs) And, you know, just did that. And then sometimes it's, you know, we have a full day and you don't want to get up early and then I'm doing all these runs at night. So I was like the anti-training person. Don't listen to anything that I did this (laughs) year. It was not ideal for sure.
1: I think the other challenge was, you know, your last few weeks of training was in Florida. Mm-hmm. A little one, thing called humidity <laughs> one, and <it> heat was, <laughs>
0: and these evil frogs that I kept encountering that honestly look like they were out of a, they were like a villain in a fairy tale.
1: Yeah. Uh, not even just the humidity and the heat, but also Florida <laughs> is so flat. Oh yeah. Which, you know, the LA Marathon is not flat at all. No. So it's hard to train... And get that, the hills and the, and the ups and downs too. So
0: No, for sure. But basically pulled it together, had our team of runners. And we actually have the expo at, I think it's the two days before. And the 5K obviously leading up to that. And as the representative of the Justin Turner <laughs> Foundation, I'm flying back to LA, you know, going in our storage unit, loading up and, you know, getting everything ready for the booth. And then we had Beauty Lounge, Med Spa out there that was doing IVs for all the runners, which was great. Um, Such a huge, huge fundraising aspect for us for the marathon. And it's a lot, honestly, the expo being on there, but uh, it's nice to get out and, and see everyone. And we got a really good response from from being at the expo. And a lot of people coming by to say hi and a lot of the people that ran for us coming by to get their t-shirt and get all fired up. I think that's when you start to get the butterflies for the marathon is when you get your bib at the expo and then you think, okay, this is real now. You know, I flew in from Florida. I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, I think Wednesday night I got in and, you know, you're thinking, okay, marathon, marathon, it's in a few days. And then you go to the expo, you get your bib and you think, okay, tomorrow morning, or even by the time you're at the expo, you're thinking, okay, this time tomorrow, I'm going to be done with the marathon, Yeah, which is wild. And it just becomes very real, <laughs> very fast.
1: Yeah. I think speaking of the expo, you had way more on your plate this year too, because... You know, I was in Florida. I know, and I didn't so have, you have you my to, helper.
0: <laughs> Last time you weren't there either.
1: You had to get everything set up. Because you guys
0: had the lockout, and so you weren't able to come back to LA right. normally. You were able to take a day yeah, and come help and set up and shake hands and all that, but it was just me, a one-woman show. No, we had obviously volunteers out there and, and everyone helping, but... It is a lot logistically to get all the runners set and make sure everything is going well. Uh, It adds an extra layer of uh, stuff to do and exhaustion to it for sure.
1: Yeah, but it's all for a good cause and it's all for a good reason. Yeah, and that's obviously
0: my reason for running. I wouldn't be doing, you know, I admire the people that run because they're, talented runners or run for other reasons, but that is, you know, my reason is running for the foundation. So it's a lot of work, but it's always worth it. Um, but yeah, leading up race morning, you always want to prepare. And I have to say this year was the most is least prepared training wise, but most prepared I was with my race morning setup and my flat runner. I think I actually sent you my flat runner at what was it 6 p.m. and you thought whoa
1: yeah it was early that's
0: early because so a flat runner which I actually recommend a flat runner for if you have anything to do early in the morning obviously it's not a flat runner it's a flat work or flat job interview or flat travel but laying out every single possible thing you could need for the following morning so mine is obviously You have your fuel. So that's your, I don't know, people do a bunch of stuff. They do the goo, like the little, they call them like smoothies, the honey stinger smoothies. People do like the gummies or the jelly beans, pretty much just sugar. Sometimes there's caffeine in it uh, to just kind of give you that boost while you're running. So you don't have anything heavy in your stomach. I had the waffles too. they're like these little honey stinger waffles, which are really good. Um, You bring a change of clothes because after you obviously, well, if you're me, you're going right into the post party bar and getting a cocktail. I actually had champagne as my spoiler alert. I did finish. Um, A change of clothes because you want to get out of your clothes. Uh, I had my insoles. There'll be a funny story about that. Um, A jacket for the morning, which you can actually run if it's freezing, which normally it's colder in the morning, you can run. Uh, And just drop your outer layer. So a lot of people do stuff they want to donate or old sweatshirt. And then they actually go and LA Marathon collects everything and donates it to an organization. So you don't have to feel bad about throwing your shit on the floor. But uh, headphones, which I remember I forgot those before half marathon before. And it was my worst half marathon time ever. Um, uh, KT tape, which I didn't use this year, so I didn't have it. Body Glide, which if you, I feel like you even have this just for games and all that, but it looks like a stick of deodorant and I, it's not sponsored, but I wish they would sponsor me. Um, You, uh, basically I put it all over my entire body. It's to prevent like chafing, blisters, anything. It's probably just a comforting thing for me, but I fully, it's like every inch of my body is covered in body glide full disclosure <laughs> uh spf chapstick the socks that i'm gonna wear sports bra tank top shorts a long sleeve that i wear over deodorant makeup wipes my like hydration powder and amodium so you don't shit yourself on the course uh, <laughs> but you pretty much lay every single thing that you'll want some of it goes in your backpack they'll do gear check where your gear will be at the finish line. Thankfully, I had a friend that was going to be there with my stuff, so I handed it off to them. But no, I fully believe in the flat runner, even if you're just traveling to lay everything out because I'm the least prepared person on the planet. I am so last minute. I'm always running late. And I will say the mornings, even before training runs, laying out all of this stuff is so helpful because if you wake up and it is 5 a.m., and you have to be somewhere, you have to be on a flight, there's such a higher chance that you will make it to what you're doing or actually think that you could get there if all of your stuff is laid out. But the mornings that you have to wake up and think, oh, what am I going to wear? Oh, wait, that, you know, my sports bra is in the laundry that I want to wear, or oh gosh, I didn't I didn't get my fuel at Target, so I don't have this, and you convince yourself not to go on that training run that is real so it seems wild but anything you have to do i fully believe in laying your shit out and i lay it out well i threw it all in a pile and then i kind of arrange it in like a beautiful courtney laying on the floor formation
1: yeah you're just eliminating the panic the next day i mean there's still panic for sure right but i mean think about if you're trying to find all that stuff and get it together and it just is chaotic and it's so early. Like you, you wake up at like three in the morning on race day. So it's not like, that's the hard part. I feel like you have to go to bed so early so you can get the right amount of sleep. And then you're waking up at like three in the morning. um, Yeah. The good thing is the the
0: big five K that Saturday before the marathon is early. So you kind of get on that track. Cause I was all messed up with being on Florida time, which is three hours ahead And it just, it's so hard, you know, to go to bed early. And then, you know, I got back from the 5K after, you know, everything was good with the booth and I wanted to nap and I tried to lay down and I just could not nap. I don't know what it was. And so that was probably better because then I (laughs) would have stayed up later. But I mean, even if you're going to bed at 10 o'clock, which is early, you know, for most people or nine o'clock. My alarm was set for 3.30, right? which I think the year before, the marathon's at 6.50 in the morning. And I think the year before, I maybe woke up at 4. I'm convinced that no matter what time I wake up in the morning, it will never be enough time. <laughs> because I think we left the house at 4.50, which is a long time. To wake up, I had my oatmeal, I had eggs, packed my bag all up, like fully got ready, body glided every square inch of my body. And wow, those eyes are giving me more concern. You know I do the body glide on my entire body. Yes, I do. So the judgmental eyes right now are just.
1: I'm not judging.
0: You're envious of my (laughs) slicked body. And I'm just thinking.
1: I'm trying to figure out who like, body glided the places you can't reach
0: well christy did my friend that ran with me stayed over (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had a gentleman caller come over it was like a task rabbit i'm like can you body glide (laughs) my crevices please no i (laughs) and so for an hour i had an hour and 20 minutes (laughs) i know what do you price a task rabbit on the app if you, you need them to body glide between your shoulder blades but Anyways, I basically like a soothe, right? <laughs> like I can reach the nips and the labs, but you need someone to get I, know why. I, hope so. <laughs> I mean, the 5k was a lot of hills. I might have been limited mobility the following day, but you know, it just still was not enough time. And it's so wild to me because I feel that way about every morning. Mornings just go by so fast. And I as much as I'm not a morning person and that was my goal of last year to become a morning person, I just can't get enough of it. I think I could wake up three hours before I have to do something and I would just be happy as shit with, for those three hours getting everything ready for the day.
1: Well, you're a notorious procrastinator anyway. Wow. Yeah. I'm calling you out. That's
0: fine. No, it's true. It's totally true. And the problem is I always pull things off. Right. Whether it comes with so much chaos and everything in between and high anxiety and stress and freaking out, it always gets done. And so I'd never learned my lesson. But I woke up at 3.30 and I didn't hit the snooze. And I felt, I mean, I even curled my hair, which didn't end up mattering because the humidity was off the charts in LA. And I think the thing for race morning is you wanna try to be able to go to the bathroom. I think that's number one. And we talked about it the week before. If you listen to the episode, Justin probably didn't. Uh that's your your priority. Aside from obviously getting dressed and fueling your body, you want that to happen. But um <laughs> I'm like where do I go from there? Okay, so we get on the road. Our friend, I won't reveal his identity because there was a slight wrong turn that occurred and he is a avid podcast listener. So I'm sure he's going to send me a text and he <laughs> listens to this and says, why did you call me out? But every year we have our friend, maybe I should just say it was no, no i don't out. say <laughs> every year we have our friend drive us and it's so lovely um, to have him, you know, just be our dad for the day and have our stuff and get us there safely and look out for us. But we get in the car and, we have our entrance because you know it starts at Dodger stadium and it feels like every road in the city of la is closed that morning
1: it pretty much so
0: yeah so you want to get into one of it's pretty much one entrance right you're getting in the academy gate and that's your goal and everywhere you try to go you think i mean you'll be in this long line of people and if you're in the wrong. Way The end of that line or the front of that line is people just turning around. So you may wait and think, oh, we're making progress. No, you're going to have to turn your ass around. So we were doing great. We made a series of wonderful turns. We, all the officers were so kind to us and guided us there. And we were home free and we were getting there. So I said race starts at 6.50. I want to say we were pulling in with like an hour and a half till the race, which is so lovely because as an ambassador, we have access to the hospitality tent and they have, you know, places to sit. And then, you know, there's fuel in there, there's stretching area. It's just a like a really nice lounge in the parking lot at the stadium. So I thought, okay, this is plenty of time. And we get there, we're like weaving through all of that. And then as we're pulling into the academy gate, our dear friend (laughs) didn't think it was the right entrance and made a sharp left. And I just, we were driving away from where we needed to go. And then I just see this line of cars for, it felt like miles. And then we're suddenly back on the freeway and it feels like we were at square one. It felt like I was going to look out the window and see our house. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And there was actually a point where like, I started tearing up because I just thought at this point, because we've left way before that time, like at this point, mm-hmm. and like barely made it in. And you're normally the race starter. Right. And you normally have to do a kickoff with KTLA. And I just thought there's no way. I thought I'm going to have to switch into the half marathon, which starts an hour later. And I have no choice and everything just kind of, I don't know. I just, I was losing hope truly. (laughs) I looked on ways and it said the little line of traffic we were in to get onto the 110 to kind of get back to like retrace our steps to get where we were and make a different turn. It said just for that stretch, forty-eight minutes of traffic. Yep. And (laughs) so we're sitting in that traffic for a little bit, and then our team dad makes this maneuver and like flips around, and then we like get through. And he just is promising us, you know, we're going to make it. You know, sorry, he thought that was the right way, and it wasn't. It was a total honest mistake. It was just. It's very, very, very confusing. And even, you know, that was my sixth time and I still like had to look up everything and they say stuff on the website of which way to go. And it's still so freaking confusing, but we pull in to the parking lot and as we're parking, it is the national anthem. (laughs) And so I, you know, I don't like to put my running shoes on until we get there because I'm already thinking I'm going to be wearing these for six hours and I would like to not put them on a minute sooner. Um, I like to pin my race bib on in the tent. Um, I wanted to go to the bathroom. And if I get there early, I have a bathroom plug, which I won't reveal. But someone walks me into the bathrooms in Centerfield Plaza <laughs> and I get the full not porta potty experience, which is if you've ever been to a race and wow just the porta potties just absolutely get annihilated from everyone in their pre-workouts. And so we pull up and I am just like, honestly, yes, Courtney, you should have been putting your bib pins on safety pin wise, especially with my wonky thumb that doesn't bend. And I should have been putting my shoes on, but I just, I think I was in shock and I was nervous and I was just thinking this is not going to happen. I'm going to have to start late. Um, yeah, and so pull up anthem starting, and I'm in line for the Porta potty. My nightmare. I'm living. <laughs> I am living my nightmare. And so I get into the Porta potty, and there is no a kind or soft way to put it. It smells like multiple shits. And I just tell myself, <laughs> it's Rigbys. Oh God. i just say it's your son it's rigby's shit and you're just smelling his shit and there's actually a hand sanitizer pump in there and so i just pump 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 into tissue and then i hold it up to my face so i don't smell anything <laughs> but the alcohol of the hand sanitizer and it's not working because now it just smells like alcohol and shit so i'm like it's rigby's it's rigby's it's rigby's It's fine. So whatever. Finish up, get everything ready. And I'm in Corral A because another perk of being an ambassador, plug, if you want to sign up to be an ambassador, do it. Lots of perks. I was in Wave A, so Corral A, which you get to start the race in the beginning right after the elites, which I have no business being anywhere near the elites, but I start in the front And at that point, they've already went. Like, I have friends that are texting me, like, we've started, we've started, they've already, because you're just kind of filing in. It's this, like, funnel effect where everyone at the very, I mean, it goes to, like, Corral Z, pretty much. And so, you're funneling in. I think I cut in at, like, Corral, I don't even know. I was halfway down the line. And I cut in, and I'm starting, and I'm by myself, which I'm upset because I was supposed to run was planning on running with at least one of my other ambassadors and I start running, I get past the finish line and it's like, I get emotional. Like you obviously always like tear up. I just think like, I want to be safe. I don't want to get hurt. I like want everyone else to just have the best day. You just get kind of overwhelmed because it's all, everything leading up to it is coming to a head. And then I always think about why I'm running and it's just a full range of emotion and you like run by the little KTLA booth and everyone's hyping you up and there's people's families like sending them off. And I'm running and I think, wow, my shoes are really freaking loose. And I realize I never put my insoles in my shoes. So I am now the runner who has literally the highest arches on the planet, mind you. You could pitch a tent under them. And I don't have my insoles in my shoes and I'm about to run 26.2 miles. And so thankfully, Christy, who was doing the half, was at the stadium with me and I just call her and I think my insoles are in the truck. They're in my bag. Can you run them to me? But I am already a half mile into the marathon. So I just pull over and I'm thinking I'm not going to counter her. I'm just going to tell her exactly where I'm at. And then I have her location on my phone. I'm just tracking her. So it was like five, six minutes Like if I was going for a PR, like I was the past few years, this would have just completely derailed my entire experience. But I think it was in that moment that it made me realize I just wanted to not put any pressure on the day. Remember why I was running and just enjoy myself, you know, not set any expectations, just have fun. And, you know, obviously We left LA this season and I was just thinking like, let this be like my little, like, obviously we're not like never going back to our house in LA, but like, let it be kind of like my swan song and just like my farewell and like reflection on like moving to LA and, and living there for so many years and just kind of let it be a good experience and enjoy myself. So I get the insoles, bless Christy's heart, put them in my shoes and I'm just on my way, I guess. So, <laughs> it was a very Courtney thing. I cannot believe it happened, but I also can believe it happened. But it allowed me to kind of like reset my mind for for the day.
1: It's just crazy because, like, again, no matter how prepared you are or how out in front of it, you're it, screwed. It feels like <laughs> something happens and it you get backed up. And like when you were driving. To the stadium, I had your location on my phone, so I'm sitting in the locker room. Totally, um, and you're down just, in Fort Myers, <laughs> and I see you turn around and go the other way, and like getting on the freeway, and I'm like, "What is happening?" And I text you, and I'm like, "What? What's going on?" And you're like, "I don't know. We turned around. I think we're going the wrong way." And then I see you like going up one on one, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the roads are closed. Like, there's no way he's gonna get across Sunset." And I knew exactly where he was trying to go.
0: Fun fact about Justin, his sense of direction is unbelievable. We could, on like you went to my hometown the very first time you visited with me and I thought I knew it like the back of my hand and you have new routes that I didn't even know. So you are, honestly, I needed you so badly in that moment. I just thought you would know exactly where to go. And I could have flashed your little face out the window and be like, I have the marathon starter right here, but such yeah. is life.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I and obviously I knew you were upset and and like getting worked up because you wanted to be there early because of all the things you had to do. So I was just trying to like keep you calm and I'm like uh and I didn't want to text our friend and like <laughs> rattle him I'm anymore. So, so I was just like, "Oh man, all right." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're going to get there. It's going to be fine. Like you're good, but yeah and you're off.
0: Yeah, so. and and you're running and it's just once you're in it it's that's why it's always training is so funny because when you're doing a regular plan, I mean people might argue this, but I think the most that most people run is 22 miles. Some people don't get close to that, but it all is I mean it's not all out the window cuz you're prepared and and you have your training under your belt, but there's so many different factors on race day and you have that initial adrenaline boost, so I'm like cruising along and then my, I don't love where my bib is at. So I just kind of like pull over and like, I put my bib on my shorts. It was on my shirt initially and I didn't love it. And I just, it was, nothing was going to rattle me, honestly. Like, I think that was the best part of the day. And then I'm going along and last year I was like cruising, obviously trying to do my best. And Christy and Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who was on the episode last week, they start the half marathon Um, coming out of Dodger Stadium, but instead of going left and going through all those delicious downtown hills that everyone loves so much, they go out and they go right. So they skip the downtown part. And I'm cruising along and I'm kind of like doing the math in my head thinking, I might see them on the course because they end up merging with the marathon runners. And then I think it's at mile 18, they finish. So they would make a left and I go straight. And I'm cruising along, and we just line up perfectly. And I'm just running. I'm next to and Elizabeth, which is That's wild because there is so twenty crazy. what six thousand, twenty seventh. I don't even know thousands of runners, and I am perfectly lined up with them, which has never happened. And then we just are like having the best time and just enjoying it and. It was so lovely the weather. I just kept saying thank you God for this weather because it was so hot the last couple of years and it was cooler and I was just so comfortable. There was some humidity and so I did notice in my socks they were kind of rubbing a little more, but they have all the USC I know you'll love this medical tents along the way. (laughs) And I just kept grabbing like the oh my well, I didn't that wasn't an invitation for any sort of Fan alliance. No wonder you. never No wonder you've
1: never gotten injured during one of them. I know. I'm you're like, like not I'm stop. avoiding this place. But at all they cost. give you a little
0: like, it's very strange. Like I need your birthday and I'm, okay. I guess maybe they write your bib number down, but they give you like a popsicle stick of Vaseline. I just like took my shoe off. But again, these things would have fully rattled me in years past. But I'm like, you know what? I need some Vaseline because there's humidity, and I was just happy as shit and. It was amazing. They turned in. I stayed with them and saw some friends along the way. Um, Mike and Ryan, they were in Hollywood. And then um, our friend Matt was right after the half marathon mark in West Hollywood. It's such a nice boost to see people on the course.
1: Wait, did Matt run with you a little bit?
0: Yeah. So they kind of like band it and and get on there and and hang with you for a little bit. And it's kind of nice. Uh, to have people staggered throughout and then you have something to look forward to. But Christine and Elizabeth turned off, finished their race and then it was just me for the last eight miles. And I actually didn't stop running and I was, I was doing pretty good and I ran all the hills and um, that it was a lot of fun. And, you know, having one under your belt or having a few under your belt, you know, you can finish. Right. So it's just a matter of getting through it and I have to say it was the most fun I've ever had doing any race and I think it was because I didn't put any pressure, didn't have any expectations. I just kept telling people I'm not going to win so I might as well enjoy myself. I pushed myself. Um, we ended up raising over I want to say $38,000 for the foundation which was incredible. Yeah that's and awesome. So huge and yeah i just had such a blast i was just so happy and then you know i had a bunch of friends waiting at the finish line which was so cool um had drinks with them and um ended up doing a dinner that night at casa vega very classic valley location i know you were very jealous and that was difficult for me to tell you that's where we were going but we went there and i just need to be honest with you
1: i made the reservation for you girl what are you talking about (laughs) I called it in. I knew where you were going. I know. I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) I know.
0: I posted a picture of it and someone's like, oh my gosh, you have to get the Albonigas. And I was like, if you think that Justin has uh, not had gallons of that.
1: It's my favorite uh, Albonigas anywhere. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But they're, yeah, they were awesome there. It was like a very classic spot, but I don't know, just such a feel good experience. And, uh, you know, at this point the like stressing out over the morning and stressing out over the travel and the training and or lack of training and all that seems trivial um but I guess that's just my nature to stress and spaz over things but just such a freaking good day and all of our runners crushed it um there was actually a moment where we all stopped at chla and did a photo and then we stopped at the chla cheer booth And said hello to everyone, which was really special, obviously, for Elizabeth. And, you know, we have so much love for CHLA and all their staff. And then one of our runners, Jeff, who's run all, you know, all the Turner Trots. And he's fundraised for us for years. He was said he was running. He was struggling a little bit. And he saw the Desmond Apartments. It's called the Desmond. And he was like that. I saw it and I thought of Elizabeth. And I thought of, you know, her story on the podcast. And I just channeled that energy and it, and it helped me push through and finish. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know
1: that. You hadn't even told me that.
0: I know. And Elizabeth actually took a photo with those apartments. So it oh, was crazy really? that they <laughs> had that same connection, but obviously had no idea that, you know, they both noticed that along the way. So that was just so cool. And it's just our little community that we've built and people that year after year are fundraising for us and, you know, making donations for us. It's just really, really cool. And just... All around just such a good, good day, a good weekend, good fundraiser.
1: Can I ask you something?
0: A hundred percent, you can.
1: So this was the second year on the new course.
0: Oh, I thought it was the new court. And I was like, what no, did I... No, the new course. I, yes.
1: Where the last, what is it, six, seven miles is back up. You know up. that
0: I'm an LA Marathon ambassador, Justin. And I have to be positive.
1: <laughs> I know, <No. laughs> I know. But it was a hot topic last year about how difficult the end was, especially with how hot it was. Yeah. This year was a little different because it actually started raining on you, right? Those last yes. seven miles. it was a baptism. So was it Was it still brutal, those last seven, because you're coming back up the hill? or I
0: realized, honestly, I always thought it was the course. And I, don't get me wrong. The course that went and ended in Santa Monica and was a gradual downhill for those last few miles, and then you finish by the ocean, was spectacular. And no one's going to disagree with me on that. Um, I will say the biggest factor and the biggest difference was the weather. I think I'm a cooler weather runner. Just, I, you know, you're thinking it's the hills, but you're in direct sun if it's hot and the sun is shining and we had perfect cloud coverage. So I will take the rain drizzling on me, which felt fabulous. The only thing that sucked, like I said, was the humidity. Because there was a little more like rubbing in my socks, which has never happened before. And that's the only thing I could think of that caused it. But just that moisture in the air. Yeah. But yeah, the, the there was no sun. And so I was like charging through those. Hills. I mean, I wasn't like going wild on my pace. But for me, I felt really strong. And I think that was the difference. So I just pray for cold weather for every race <laughs> from here on out. I really do. I think it... You know, the down and back is tricky because, you know, you're you're going by the finish line. Like when Christine Elizabeth, I dropped them off. I'm like, shit, you guys are done. <laughs> like right. I just kept saying, how like you guys did it. Like you're about to turn off right now and go freaking cross the finish line. And that I will say is harder um to see that. But um I know they're doing, you know, all their work to to make it a great experience. And there were like lined up on that final stretch when you're, you know, coming through Century City. There were so many people out there this year cheering. They really did a good job of pushing it and promoting it. And people showed up and people's friends, family. And, you know, there are a few people along the course that are like, Courtney, you got this. Just, it always feels cool. And even if people are yelling to someone that doesn't know my name, I pretend they're yelling for me and I pretend all the signs have my name <laughs> on them and all of that just to, but it it really makes you Emotional to see people have, you know, their friends and family out there and they're tracking them and they're waiting for them, especially where I'm at in the pack. I always say that second half pack of people, they're the first, the beginning people that is pure talent and pure, I almost want to say luck. Not that they don't work freaking hard, not to minimize that, but like those people are like fast, just naturally. Gifted. Like they're gifted. Yeah. Yes. And so when you think about the people, I always say the people, at the back of the pack, the people with the reasons, the people that are, you know, out there for their own reasons. And it's hard and it's a challenge. Like those are my people. And those are the stories that I want to hear a million times. So when you see those friends and family members that have been out there from, you know, 6am and then they go all over and even Elizabeth's husband's trying to, you know, get to the finish line, it was like it's taking him two hours and, you know, he's panic to try to get there and you know she's like oh I really want Omar to be there and it's just like those it is hard to to track a runner but it just makes such a difference if you're running the streets and they're empty or you see that you know that final stretch of that mile which is uphill which is a pain in the butt literally but there's people that are like you got this you're almost there you got this and you just hear you know uh, everyone at the finish line and they're cheering and, you know, Rudy and Fitz are up there on the podium and you're like, Oh, I hope they get my bib scanned in and they yell my name when I cross the finish line. But um, yeah, it makes such a difference, but such a good day. I'd say it was definitely not my best time, but the best experience I've had by far. And I ran like by myself for the ending and like, right. and the, even like the way the finish line was like Christy and our dad for the day no one was at the finish line when I crossed the finish line and so I finished they were making their way up yeah just
1: didn't get there in time yeah
0: and so it was kind of just this moment of like wow I did it okay cool like someone gives you your medal and then you know you get your photo and you just have this moment of like wow okay like a reflection because if there's a ton of people there when you're there it's like a lot of like oh let's do photos let's do this like how do you feel like it was just kind of that like Okay, I did it and I get to walk a little bit and then I yeah. saw them and then we walk in there and all of our friends are in there waiting. So, just really cool.
1: Yeah, I will say, I mean, obviously if you're on the fence about running, you should run, but if you're not a runner, like it's a really cool experience to go out on the course and see all the runners and it's surprising like the volume of runners. It's non-stop. Oh yeah. For Hours. So if you've never done it, like you should go check it out. It's so cool and it's so inspiring and it does mean a lot to everyone who is running um, to see all the people lined up, as Court just said. Um, But I do have one more question. Yes. So our friend Phil, who is a big runner, he actually paced you last year. Uh huh. He's been pushing hard for you to make a change in apparel on race day. And not wear leggings and go to shorts.
0: Well, I did. So I, yeah.
1: Did you go to shorts this year?
0: I did, but he wants me to, well, I wore biker shorts again, but he wants me to wear those like freeing running shorts. shorts. Yes. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I just, I want everything to be tight and tucked. tucked. (laughs) I don't know. I also like, I don't know. I need like the slimming effect of the biker shorts Uh, on the juicy booty. Okay. (laughs) Now
1: the truth comes out.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I liked my outfit this year. I felt great in it. And it was perfect. Like with the, I always wear the tank top underneath the long sleeve and sometimes I leave it on. Sometimes I don't, but the weather was, I cannot get over it. I cannot rave about mother nature anymore because LA has had some wacky weather.
1: I mean, honestly, like we left for
0: Christmas and it was crazy storms. Like our freaking kitchen was raining inside of our house. And then the tornado after we left for, or after I left the marathon before that, there was another crazy storm. So honestly, got pretty lucky. I have to say. Yeah. But since I'm insane, I actually have news for everyone. Uh Uh-oh. What do you mean, uh-oh? Here it comes. Well, you know I love the phrase, so nice, let's do it twice. <laughs> You're like, I've never heard you say that.
1: I've literally never heard <laughs> you say that. So, yeah, it must be your favorite phrase. <laughs> well, as
0: a newly minted resident of Boston, yeah, they, I new. don't know if you know, but they actually also have a marathon
1: i think i think most people are aware
0: just go with this okay okay
1: boston has a marathon is that, what, is that what those, was that your best acting chops yeah
0: boston is a marathon that was nice when is it well you know i actually don't know the answer <laughs> <laughs> i know it's less than i think it's two and a half weeks away It's two and a half weeks away. I am insane. And I figured what better way to learn my new city than by running 26.2 miles of it. And I'm going to run the Boston Marathon. Even though I just ran a marathon two weeks ago, I figured why not? I'm going to run for the Red Sox Foundation um, through our foundation. And I think the best way to be in a new city is just to dive right in and and what is more Boston than the freaking Boston marathon. And I'm excited and I hope I have the same experience as I did two (laughs) weeks ago and it's just going to be great. And it starts later in the day. So I won't have to like attempt to find a porta potty you might need to still leave at four in the morning (laughs) honestly i might but the cool part is i think it's mile 25 because you guys play what time do you play that day 11
1: 11 a.m
0: it is a holiday in boston i think you're not actually allowed to work or log on to a computer or anything you have to go to the red sox game and then you have to go watch (laughs) the marathon but i think mile 25 i'm gonna cruise by fenway yeah so you'll get to see me at the finish you'll be because initially I thought okay if I start early in the morning You're gonna miss me finishing you're gonna be playing a full game and i'm gonna have to have the game On the headphones in my ear. I wonder if to that's it. gonna
1: be good running to like listening to the game Instead of music.
0: I know it's like jason bateman sitting at the game And wearing his headphones Right. <laughs> no, I feel like I will I don't know Maybe I have music on one side and then I have the game on the other side because I truly do not miss a game, whether I'm like working and following along on my phone or I'm at a wedding and it's sitting there, I do not miss it. So.
1: Well, you start at like 11. Yeah, but it does start a lot
0: later than LA. So you'll get to be there at the finish and see me if I can make it. I mean, it's wild because everything I'm learning about the marathon, it's you, you're going downhill steady and then you have heartbreak hill and it is just straight uphill at the end. And that's the tough one. And my training, it's so wild because after you run a marathon, you're really not supposed to run. I mean, there are some crazies that are in my friend group that are, have already done another marathon. And Jocelyn went and did the 340-mile relay Vegas, run right? to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think Gabe and me already did a half marathon or something. But most people the normals (laughs) not my crew you're supposed to rest for a couple weeks and not do Mm -hmm. anything like you can swim you can do like light jogging or any of that
1: slow impact
0: i'm like two and a half weeks out and i've ran a mile and i'm gonna try to run a longer run tomorrow and then i don't i need to get more miles (laughs) in, but it's just hard because it's you have to like gear up but you're also tapering already
1: I got a fun fact for you. Okay. I just recently found out.
0: Okay. I'll fact check it here.
1: So, on Marathon Day. Yes. We play at 11 o'clock. We'll be wearing our City Connect jerseys.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. Is that the fun fact?
1: Well, it's coming. Okay. I always (laughs) was like, I don't understand Boston City Connect jerseys. Like, why the yellow and baby blue? Like, couldn't figure it out.
0: Oh, I know this fact.
1: Those are the official colors of the uh-huh. Boston Marathon. Oh yeah, I Boston just Athletic Association. That. Yeah, and that's really cool.
0: I know it always is like UCLA colors.
1: Well, yeah. So the I, the irony in the <laughs> LA Marathon being lined in USC tents, and then you're coming over here, and it's literally like the UCLA baby blue and gold. Yeah. But I I couldn't figure it out for the longest time, and then now that I'm here. Um, I know why, and that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's wild. It's the 127th one, which is crazy. Yeah. And I've just heard the most incredible things, So I can't wait. I pray my old body can get through it. And it's hard because, you know, running as a charity runner is so different because the qualifying is so hard. Like you have to qualify for Boston, and the qualifying time for my age group is like two hours faster than my marathon time so very 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 grateful and honored to be able to run and it's an adidas race so i'm excited to represent for adidas they're amazing amazing to you and our foundation and be able to raise money and i don't know maybe people have an issue with the charity running of it because it's like such a prestigious race but um yeah We'll see. I'm excited. I That'll mean,
1: who has a problem with charity?
0: No, I mean, you know, it's people that qualify. I think that maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a thing. Maybe I'm making it up.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's outstanding that you're doing it again, that you're raising money and uh, supporting the Red Sox Foundation, which is really cool. Yeah, so,
0: I'm pumped. So I'll post my fundraiser. We'll see how much I can do in, in a couple weeks. When are you going to post it?
1: Are you going to throw it up like? Yeah, I'll Soon. put
0: it up. Uh huh. Okay. Back to, I'm going to be spamming everyone for more donations. That's All what right. I do. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And as always, rate and review the podcast. There's a new thing on Spotify where you can respond to questions about the podcast. I have to dive into that, but. That could be kind of fun to get responses to things after people listen. I think it's like an interactive little chat board. Right. I think so next we'll week see. we should
1: read some responses again yes, because we will was read fun.
0: we'll read all the reviews that we haven't read since I initially talked about that. But thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you all next week. So ya. Bye.
1: Pum, pum, pum.